Most of the time, we review books that we really like here on The Book Boys. Other times, we review books that stink. And when a book really stinks, we get fussy. So this is a warning that sometimes we'll swear on this podcast, or sometimes the material that we're reviewing will be adult in nature. So keep that in mind as you listen to this week's episode. Ben! Huh? <laughs> what are you, geese? <laughs> um, how's your week been? It's been one week. We've been and we've done this a week after a week so far, two in a row. Yeah. How do you feel? How's that making you feel? Uh, real good. Will you stop cleaning your glasses and looking through them like some kind of 90-year-old? I just want to make sure I can see you. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> hey, we had a night tonight. Uh, before you talk about yourself. Or do you got something you want to say about your week? No, got, not really. It's I've been got nothing no, not, yeah. not much happening. I don't have anything going on. Dryer still not working. That's yeah, you got a bunch of clothes hanging in the basement. You're like you're a hobo or something. Well, that's... Well, a hobo with a basement. I guess hobos don't have basements. That's offensive. Um, no, they don't, do they? I mean, they yeah. can go in other people's basements. We're not going to get into this. Uh, we went to go get another beer and burger. As is our tradition. Huh? It's our tradition now. Uh, at the nearby watering hole. And as we sat there, there was a table next to us where a group of three uh, young women sat down, which means nothing. But I noticed they kept looking in our direction. Mind you, we're kind of facing by this window thing. And so it's like, okay, fine, they're just looking out the window. I'm like, oh, no, no, they're doing that bar thing, that bar thing where you try to look past someone because you want to try and get them to look at you. And then after a while, you eventually make it a reason to talk to each other. That was because it was getting excessive. But your back was turned to them. Yeah, so I had no idea this was going on. I looked at them. They were got to be 20 years younger than us. Uh, mildly attractive. And were making eyes or trying to get our attention. And I wasn't playing into it. And you didn't notice. And I wasn't going to tell you because no. I just wanted to eat my goddamn food. I didn't want them ruining it by coming over and talking to us. And then we're going to spend the whole night sitting there talking with them. And then we'll realize, oh. Would that have been the worst thing in the world? Uh, they they looked like proto bar people. They're young. They were they're... probably thinking the same thing about us. But yeah, because we're old and we both have tummies and stuff. Like we look like shit, and so it's fine to think that about us. Them, I have more hope for them. But yeah, uh, and then we saw. So I was successfully not looking at them, and I could see them from the corner of my eye, turning all three every once in a while, sporadically turning, looking at us. And I'm like, I'm not telling Ben because Ben is going to be like, oh, there's an opportunity. Every opportunity, everything's a door. Get in, get in, get in the door. <laughs> so then I was like, nope, not telling Ben. I want to eat my food. I'm going to get the hell out of here. I'm going to record our podcast. And I'm not going to have Ben get sucked into these women. Uh, but then some guy walked by. What was the first? There's two guys. One, one was a guy who was talking to himself like he was doing motivational speaking to himself. Yeah, that's how you described it. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like moving his arms around like he's having a... a like a passionate conversation with himself, but he didn't have anything in his ears. He wasn't listening no, to anything. Yeah, he was just talking. Just to talking. Himself, yeah. And he was wearing uh, basketball-ish kind of sport shorts with a t-shirt tucked into him. And uh, yeah, as is the fashion these days. Is it the fashion? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, this guy looked like he was probably about as old as us. Nah, I don't think he was quite that old, was he? I don't know. Nah. I only saw him from because I was facing him away, so I didn't see him approach. I only saw him. Yeah, true. Leaving. Well. So. So then uh, I looked at him and I said, oh, my God, he looks like he's having like a motivational season, like inspiring himself, getting himself amped, pumped up. And then, God damn it, the women at the other table were also looking past us to look at him. 
and I made the mistake of saying, hey, tuck his shirt into his sport shorts? And then one of the girls goes, well, that's how you do it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to interact with these people. <laughs> so I made some awkward com- comment, and then I was like, okay, we're out. We're out of the woods. Like, they're not talking to us. Ben and I are going to enjoy our burger. We're going to get the hell out of here. And then some other guy walked by, yeah. like skipping. Yeah, he was he was leaving the establishment. He had a, mm-hmm. a little food to go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he was kind of skipping, prancing. I don't know what you call it. Kind he of was a prance. Kinda, Kind of twirling his burger. Yeah, and again, he didn't have anything in his ears. He wasn't dancing to music. It's just this is just him in his natural habitat, and uh, twirling his little to-go box in a dangerous way, like he's gonna lose it. Oh no, he still got it. Nope, yeah. he's twirling again. Nope, still got it. And uh, and then the I feel girls... like that's not the first time he's twirled a burger before. He seemed to know what he was doing. Yeah, it makes <laughs> you think he's there. He's kind of like a, a, a the bar imp. I don't know, some whimsical little beast. Something. So, yeah, then they tried to take that as a reason to talk to us some more. And uh, I kind of deflected it. And then finally uh, we got the hell out of there. And then when we... There's train tracks by this. So I was going, let's hit the tracks, Ben. We're going to take the tracks back. Oh, so we, we took the tracks. Yeah, we hit the tracks. And we were walking back and I said, Ben, I'm going to break your heart. But those women were totally trying to get our attention. And I refused to do it because I didn't want my night ruined. Yeah. <laughs> and you said, why would you say anything to me? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. Bar was, women. Yeah, now you ruined my night. Yeah, I ruined your night. You've been crabby ever since. <laughs> Though we did find I've a... been crabby for the last eight months. <laughs> what was it? What did we see on the side of the tracks? You go, you said, like, oh, that's a, a track treat? What'd you call it? <laughs> track treasure. Track treasure. I forget what it was. I saw there was a piece, tennis ball. Interesting piece of wood, I think it was. Right? Oh, yeah. And then I kicked a tennis ball. I go, tennis yeah. ball. And I kicked it. And I go, ah, ah, ah. And you're like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, it's a track treasure. You. You fucking define this. I coined the phrase. Yeah. You coined the phrase. I'm going to use it. So that was our night, literally right before doing this. Uh, but beyond that, I got nothing else. Nothing else going on in my life. Yeah. Ben, you got anything uh, new from Gretchen? <laughs> don't, don't do it. Yes, <laughs> yes, I do. You smug little piece of shit. Look at that shit-eating grin on your face. <laughs> You're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> this is take number five because Ben thinks it's hilarious to keep talking about certain racist situations we were in recently. So, let's well, not talk about it. You can't do that. Then now we sound like the racists. <laughs> we're not talking about the event. We're moving on. Uh, Just to be clear, we're not racist. And neither was the person And the accused. fact that I have to shout that out makes me sound racist. <laughs> we're not racist. The author that we accused of being racist isn't racist. Everything's Fine. The world is exactly as it was before he read the book. Now, does Gretchen have anything to say so we don't have to take another take? Don't say the name of the author. Just move on. Yeah, cue up that music. It's already playing right now. Oh, great. <laughs> Gretchen's Backyard Blast Bird Blurb. You sound so <laughs> defeated. Oh, you just wish you could just talk about it more, wouldn't you? <laughs> just a little <laughs> Piece bit. Of shit. Goddamn shit-eating grin on your face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you put your glasses on for this. 
Go on. <laughs> well, well. Well, it's time for Gretchen. Yeah, push it up on the bridge. Feather fun facts. <laughs> Feathers keep birds warm and dry, provide color and ornamentation, streamline the body, and allow birds to fly. <laughs> Feathers are very light and incredibly strong. Mm-hmm. Small songbirds have about 2,000 feathers. Larger birds, like crows, Mm -hmm. generally have larger feathers, not more. (laughs) A swan has more than 20,000 feathers on their neck alone. (laughs) Really? Uh, Yeah, really? What, you think Gretchen's lying about this? Well, I'm trying to imagine it. Why don't they have more feathers around their hawks? What's that? It's like their thighs. Okay. The back part of their thighs. Okay. We probably have more feathers in their neck, but what do I know? I don't know. know. It it doesn't say how many feathers it has on its hawk. It just says on its (laughs) neck. Fine. Just doesn't seem right. But all right, go on. Owl's feathers have several adaptations to make them silent during flight. Oh, some of these include shut up. Some (laughs) of these include delicate, shaggy fringes on leading and trailing edges downy or velvety upper surfaces and a generally soft and flexible texture. Their body feathers are soft and fuzzy also. Do you ever consider when the out shut the fuck up. <laughs> do you ever consider your own chest to be a velvety upper surface? <laughs> I do. Wait, my chest or your chest? My, I consider my chest to be my own velvety okay. upper surface. Does that okay. bother you that I think about it that way? Or does it bother you that I'm so bold about it? Well, I wasn't sure if you're referring to your chest or my chest. Well, you should think of your chest that way. You should think positive. But, about yeah, yourself. no, I should, but I didn't know if you also thought of my chest that way or if you thought of your chest that way. <laughs> well, I don't want to talk about that. That's private. Then why'd you bring it up? I was just... Move on. What else is going on with the velvety upper chests? When the owl's feathers slide across each other, when flying or turning their head, they are silent. Yes. This makes it hard for prey to detect the owl's presence and makes it easier for the owl to hear noises around them. Hmm. Why do fish live in salt water? Is this the joke? Did you just go straight to the joke like that? Normally you kind of... Why do fish live in salt water? Pepper makes them sneeze. (laughs) (laughs) There's no connection from the setup to the punchline. What do you mean? Salt water? Salt and pepper, I guess that's the connection. I don't know. What washes up on very small beaches? Microwaves! Why'd you have to shout it like that? You made everything in my body recoil when you did that. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. I have my own knock, knock joke. Knock, knock. I have my own knock, knock joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? Dots. That's who. Oh, God, that's me. Is it? That's for me to know and you to find out. I have my own knock, knock joke. Do you have another one or are you going to interrupt me? Oh, am I going to interrupt you? That's your concern now? <laughs> yep. Now you're opposed to interruptions. Yeah. Can okay. I tell my knock-knock joke? Yeah, sure. I went to a friend's pool party yesterday. Uh, drank a little too much. Because it's a pool party, Ben. That's what you do. Yeah, how'd the pool smell? <laughs> it, uh, I've talked about his pool in the past. Uh, my friend has a natural pool that takes no chemicals. It's just basically a man-made pond with fish in it and reeds and everything. And this year, it smells like an animal died, like real rotting flesh. It just smells horrible. And uh, so he's real mad. I brought it up I'm like, wow, the 
I think that something died on a bush nearby or something. It just smells really bad. You should probably find it and scoop it out. And he goes, no, that's that's my pool. I'm like, you mean your <laughs> pond? He goes, my pool. Anyways, <clears throat> so we're hanging out at the pool party. Uh, one of the people brings their tiny little kid who's like five years old. And the kid's just adorable. He's just got a lot of energy. He's diving in the, uh, the rotting pool and swimming around and stuff. Just a cute little kid. He gets out of the water at one point, comes up to me and goes, knock, knock. And it's like, because hearing the words knock, knock just makes me just flinch. I hate it. I'm so angry. And I go, oh, God, what? And he goes, broccoli. And I go, broccoli who? And he goes, broccoli doesn't have a last name. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> Suddenly the old knock, knock facade comes crashing down. He's just like, it's just a joke, man. None of this has to make any sense. <laughs> All right. Wow. Well, okay. You got anything else? Are we done with Gretchen? Yeah, we're done. With How's Gretchen doing on a personal level? Because there's people from other podcasts that listen that actually care a lot about Gretchen. Yeah, more than they care about us, I would say. And they were also heartbroken when I told them that Gretchen is not your mom's real name. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why heartbroken? Ah, there's a whole conversation going on. Found out their name's fake. They they probably pretty much knew that Glenn Nuzzles isn't a real name. Wait, am I the only one using his You're real name You're the only here? one in this entire industry using your real name. Yeah. I'm the only authentic one in the podcasting world. Oh, yeah, it's just me and Joe Rogan. We're the only real ones out oh, there. God, Joe Rogan. He's worth $100 million. Ben was telling me that we need to get more cutting edge when we're having our burger and we need to sell out a little bit more. And he was kind of not kidding. And I was like, what? You mean like become what I hate? Like Joe Rogan? And then you pull that up, you're like 100,000. 100,000? 100 million. 100 million dollars. Google it. Google Joe Rogan net worth. The answer you'll get is 100 million United States dollars. So you become as popular as Joe Rogan. You're unlikable. You're a hateful, creepy piece of shit. And sure, you're laying in bed, your giant silken sheet waterbed with uh, three or four dozen naked ladies. How can you sleep at night? <laughs> well, presumably I can't with all those women there. It's <laughs> yeah, it's gonna get nonstop kind of action. Plus, waterbeds aren't easy. You kind of slide off the edges yeah. and stuff. And it depends. But yeah, it's going to be difficult to sleep, just logistically. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's move on to uh... That's What's Up. Oh, yeah. And I didn't finish. Hot new books for teens that slap. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> this whole, like, what is it? Like the uh, Kool-Aid man? The, oh, yeah, that you're doing it. I don't know if it's really picking up, if it's really taking off. All right. Moving on. Do I need to do something new? Is that what you're Go ahead, Ben. Put it up to the mic. Let let the people hear what you're playing. What, do we have the rights to this song? I think this is gonna be the hot new jam of the summer. As we were walking down, or getting ready to walk down the train tracks, I said, "You know what I imagine? I imagine we're walking down the train tracks with cowboy boots, or I forget what I said." And then oh. I was trying to think of a song that would play in the background as we we're walking down real cool along the train tracks, and I was like, uh, "Mr. Jones by the Counting Crows." <laughs> Okay, we're done. So I was humming it the whole time we were walking back. This week, we're reading Unravel... Not reading. We're just going to talk about new upcoming teen literature called Unravel the Dusk by Elizabeth Lim, who's on tour right now. About Unravel the Dusk? 
Uh, Maya Tamarin proved her skill as a tailor when she wove the dresses of the sun, the moon, and the stars. We should point out this is number two in the Blood of the Stars series. (laughs) It'll take more than a beautiful gown to hide the darkness rising up within her. The stakes are higher than ever in this breathtaking sequel uh, to Spin the Dawn. If you would just let me get there, I could already explain that this is a sequel to Spin the Dawn. Uh, Perfect for fans of Six of Crows. (laughs) <laughs> Maya Tamara's journey to sew the dresses of the sun and the moon and the stars have uh, taken a grievous toll. She returns to a kingdom on the brink of war. Adan? Well, how would you pronounce that, Ben? I don't know. I'm. Are you reading a different description than I am? Well, time to move on. And the book, you're <laughs> finally, finally, you're not hovering over my shoulder reading my stuff. And the boy she loves is gone, perhaps forever. And no sooner does she set foot in the Autumn Palace than she is forced to don the dress of the sun and assume the place of the Emperor's bride to be to keep the peace. When the Emperor's rivals, this bride is. Bride dash two dash B. Oh, so you caught up. You finally found what I'm reading. And now you're criticizing me for not fucking it up. I hate you. When the Emperor's rivals learn of her deception, there is hell to pay, but the war raging around Maya is nothing compared to the battle within. Her heart. <laughs> I didn't say that. I know, I added that in because I thought it sounded cooler. Ever since she was touched by the demon Bandur, uh, she's been changing in italics. Dot, dot, dot. Glancing <laughs> in the mirror to see her own eyes glowing red, losing control of her magic, her body, and her mind. It's only a matter of time before Maya loses herself completely. In the meantime, she will stop at nothing to find a Dan. Sure. You're not going to take a stab at it? Edan, yeah, I don't know. Protect the family and bring lasting peace to her country. I read that entire thing and I have literally no idea what I read. It was just yeah. sounds coming out of my mouth. All I know is it's a sizzling forbidden romance mystery and intrigue. I did not get a feel for romance at all in that description. It's sizzling. Oof. YA fantasy readers will love the sizzling <laughs> forbidden romance. You can get a paperback for $10.99 uh, coming out June 1st, 2021. I'm showing it was first published July 7th, 2020. Hmm. Oh, maybe it's the paperback. Is yeah, paperback. Out. Then. Okay. Yeah, get it in the paperback. Put two and two together here. Come on, keep up. Keep up. I'm moving fast today. Amazon, just, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Bookshop.org, Hudson Booksellers, Inbound, Powell's, Target, Walmart. Yeah. Go on. Well, I mean, of those places, the obvious choice is Bookshop.org because they're on a mission <laughs> to support independent booksellers. Bookshop.org slash shop slash nuzzle house. Great. Have we made a single cent from this constant promotion? Except <laughs> probably nothing, right? No. Yeah. I bet you if we started selling Kissing the Coronavirus by MJ Edwards, we'd make a boatload. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, let's talk about this week's book. This week, we're reading Speak by uh, Laurie Hells Anderson. Yeah. Hals. Halls, first published in 1999. Uh, don't have a lot of background on the book itself, but... Uh, it's groundbreaking. It's groundbreaking. National Book Award finalist. I was reading the book, got real close because we agreed to only read about halfway because we're yeah. both running out of time. Had yeah. a lot of stuff going on this week. Uh-huh. I was moving fast this week. Uh, and then 
But then I was down to today when I was trying to get ready to do other stuff that was important. Yeah. And um, I was like, I don't have any time to sit down and read the last like 30 pages or whatever. So I bought the audiobook. And I listened to the audiobook while I was running around. Don't you roll your eyes. You're unemployed. <laughs> you have time to read 100 pages. I had to get together with my ex-wife and try to convince her to take me back. But my ex-wife <laughs> won't take me back. Uh, <laughs> man, I thought I made a real good case. Kept saying, I learned my lesson this time. I, I think I know I think I know what we did wrong. <laughs> and then I tried to t- you know, make sure she knew it was all her fault. And uh, she didn't seem to like that. And then um, I tried to... I tried to sit real close to her uh, on the love seat thing I got on my little deck. I said, do you mind if I come over there? So I got up onto my seat. I walked over and I sat down next to her so that her, her hips were touching. And then she says, I'm not really comfortable right now. And I'm like, you used to be comfortable. You used to be real, real comfortable with me. And then I tried to lean close. And then she left. And then you showed up. And then we had beer and burgers. October 23rd, 1961 <laughs> is when our author, Laurie Hals uh, Anderson, is an American writer known for children's and young adult novels. Uh, she received the Margaret Wait, is A. That, is that Edwards when she was Award. born or what? Yeah, 1961. Okay. So she's 60. Yeah. From the American Library Association in 2010 for her contribution to young adult literature. She is first recognized for her novel, Speak, published in 1999. Ben. Ooh, there's quite an echo happening in here. Yeah, you need more egg cartons. Ben. Where's that echo coming from? Was it from that? Oh, this big metal thing? Yeah. Ben! That's it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to leave that in the show. It's kind of like when you made me go upstairs and I kept it. Uh, do you want to talk about what we've read so far in this book? What the fuck are we doing tonight? Just fucking around. I don't know. Have a good time. Relax into it. Relax into it. It'll hurt less. <laughs> Why don't you, uh, oh, I was going to say, so when I got the audiobook, which made you roll your eyes, then I got angry. Um, I was going to say that the author had uh, sort of like a, a thing in the beginning that kind of, I think, because I don't know anything about this book even as I'm reading it, like I didn't look into it at all. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, there's going to be a real, real dark theme happening. Uh, yeah. I, we haven't gotten there yet okay. for the first half, but I have the impression it's something hinted real, at, yeah. yeah, it's getting hinted at. Um, so suddenly I'm. Yeah, this isn't. We're not going to have like fun with this. I'm not no, gonna be, this isn't. Uh, you don't get to make fun of it. You no. Don't get to, there's not fun, delightful jokes that happen in yeah. the story that we get to laugh at. It's. Yeah. But anyways, why don't you give us a rundown of what we've read so far? Okay. And uh, probably not make a hilarious voice because <laughs> I imagine not. you're going to regret it in the next episode. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Is the author racist? Do we know or no? <laughs> We're trying to put all that behind us. And you keep pulling it out of the closet and trying it on, and it looks like shit on you. It's a bit now. Is it a bit now? Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to make it one. <laughs> we read something by Stephen King. Noted racist Stephen King. <laughs> I just keep saying it all the time, accusing everyone of being racist all the time. <laughs> Anyways, why don't you just review it without doing a funny voice or anything you're going to regret in the next episode, because I'm sure it's going to be horrible. <laughs> it sounds like they're hinting at horrible things. I know. It'd be a, give a nice, respectful read without a high-pitched voice or anything weird. Yeah, so it's... um The main character's named Melinda. She's... Uh, 
in ninth grade. So the uh, book follows her through ninth grade. Um, each um, quarter of the book is like quarter of the school year. So we read mm-hmm. the first half of the school year, basically. Um, and it's being hinted at that something happened over the summer, mm-hmm. which has um, made Melinda uh, kind of an outcast, a pariah in school. Everybody hates yep. her. Um, it's not really explicit, explicitly said why people mm-hmm. hate her. Um, it's just everyone clearly hates her. Mm-hmm. Um, except for Heather. Heather is the new girl in school. Um, she's just moved from Ohio. Mm-hmm. The book takes place in Syracuse, New York. So... Heather and Melinda are kind of friends, and Heather's kind of Melinda's only friend. Heather's a little annoying, a little bit clingy, mm-hmm. but it's all she's got. Kind so, of a social ladder climber. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, it follows them, and um, as the book goes on, it, it kind of alludes here and there to what has happened to make Melinda so hated by everyone in the school, and it turns out that there was some sort of party over the summer, and... Melinda called the cops on the party, and a bunch of people got in trouble. And yep, people I weren't too keen on that. One kid even got <laughs> fired from his job or something. Yeah, he, some, yeah. he went to, to jail for the night. And, yeah, yeah, so a lot of people got in trouble. Um, it's uh, finally she she makes reference to one boy who was uh, her main antagonist, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, his name uh, Andy Evans comes out. Mm-hmm. And, but we don't know what Andy did, but Andy's the yeah. evil one, the character. I think we can safely say there's some sort of sexual assault, I think, is what we're getting at here yeah. eventually. So yep, that's yep. why we're not going to be having a bunch of fun with this one. No, um, it's not going to be a lot of fun. Also, it was just like a well-written book, too, I think. it was. I was, I don't know what I was expecting out of it, but I was surprised... So, so yeah, that's the plot, so we can move on. Yeah, we can move on. We'll just talk the, about the, the basic plot. Um, so my oldest daughter said, oh, you're reading Speak. And I said, yeah. And she said, yeah, they make us read that in school. And I said, oh, uh, is it any good? And she's like, I don't know. If they're making you read it for school, it can't be any good. Which makes me wonder if she never read it, because clearly it's going to be about sexual assault, I'm thinking. It's yeah. really leading up to that. Plus the little thing by the author in the beginning that I heard on the audiobook talks about sexual assault. So I was thinking like, oh, weird that the school, I mean, good for the school to actually have the kids read this. Why does my daughter not like it and think it's a dumb book? Uh, I I I don't know if she's ever read it now. I have to ask her. A lot of the books I had to read for school, I liked them. Yeah, they were good. Just because you have to read it for school doesn't mean it's a bad Uh, book. Except for Call of the Wild. Man, I hated that one. (laughs) That was dumb. Oh, the dog's got a point of view. Fuck that shit. (laughs) Um, But we had to read Deliverance. Which I thought was bizarre, uh, you know, with the squeal like a pig scene. Yeah. Yeah, that we had I, to do that in high school. I think I read that in high school. Yeah. I read like 1984. I like that a lot. And yeah, exactly. Like yeah. So just, just kids, just because you're having to read it for school doesn't mean it's a bad book. I know. Read it. Enjoy it. I think I'm going to have to just really ask, like, did you actually read it? Like, do you even know what it's about? Because it, it's well written. It is, yeah. Um, and it's... it's, it's you, you're learning about... Like, you're learning about the party where she called the cops. You don't know exactly why, but then everyone got in trouble. You're learning that she's having less and less, like, something psychological is happening where suddenly she's not able to speak around people. Yeah. Um, And then that it's like... So, but then you're learning about that. You're learning about sort of the dynamics happening between how the people are starting to bully her in school since this party happened over the summer and stuff. And then also this new girl has got her own issues trying to get popular with these popular kids, but still being tied to the the original character. 
Um, and all of this and is happening through just simple conversations and simple descriptions of the day, and yeah. it seems really natural. And it's kind of like how the real world works. Like, yeah. There is no big dramatic and stuff happening. Yeah, and I would say on top of that, like, so all that is pretty serious stuff that's going on. Pretty yeah. serious themes, but it's also like funny throughout the yeah, book. It like, is the, actually the funny. Kind yeah. of the irony in it, or whatever mm-hmm. the, the way she's describing the the social setup of the school and just the kind of oh yeah, I have the, uh, yeah how. I have a quote. How she names the teachers and gives it... Oh, like Mr. Neck and stuff, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Um, Neck and... And also Mr. Neck, I'm wondering if he comes out to something later, because he is... Mr. Neck actually is a racist. He actually is. (laughs) He actually is a racist. And he's also... Because he winds up trying to start this debate in his class. He's the FIED teacher that's forced to teach, I forget what class, social studies? I forget what he's teaching. Yeah, it's social studies, and he starts a debate about... um, Yeah, because he says, my son can't get this job because somebody else got it, and it's like these immigrants are coming in and whatever. (laughs) Digging our jobs. Yeah, but she describes... I have this one quote, which is um, that we fall into clans, jocks, country clubbers, which the town you and I grew up in and the school we went to, there wasn't wasn't that many country clubbers. Well. That I knew of. Kind of. Really? I mean, just rich kids? Well, I mean, there was a country club. I suppose. Uh, But that that golf course with the country club in our old neighborhood was not a nice golf course. (laughs) That's not a country club that people brag about being at. (laughs) It's just basically an outhouse with, like, a picnic table next to it. Country clubbers, uh, idiot savants, cheerleaders, human waste, Euro trash. Now, human waste is weird. What is that? Yeah, exactly. Uh, cheerleaders, human waste, Euro trash, just foreign exchange students, uh, future fascists of America, that one I'm aware of, uh, big hair chicks with an X, uh, the Marthas, which we learn about later, yeah. suffering artists, thespians, goths, and shredders. Is that just skateboarders? I think so. Yeah. Very detailed. Yeah. And also, when I was reading this book, I literally, I couldn't I couldn't understand what the timeline was. Like, what year is this supposed to be? I don't understand. Because she did a really good job of making it um, kind of, like, okay for any anybody to read from any generation. Yeah. Because it's not so hooked on, like, they used a, yeah, a Samsung cell phone. Yeah. Like, they don't talk about that stuff. They did mention internet once. And I was like, oh, so it's at least got to be the 90s that this time period's happening. And then I found out later it was written in 99. Yeah. Published in 99. So that was interesting. Um, But yeah, uh, beyond that, uh, the dialogue is almost as if you're reading a play, which was kind of weird, but really worked. Yeah, it worked worked well. Yeah, it just, it would say the person's name with a colon and then whatever their line was. And that was like, at first I'm like, what what is that? But then I totally was fine. Yeah. Did a good job describing like how bizarre the teachers are and how focused they are on something like school spirit and stuff when it really doesn't benefit them or anybody. It's just some dance they got to go through and stuff. And I was like, this is all really yeah, good. Yeah, there's a lot of like yeah satire around the football team. and Yeah. Stuff. Oh, and, and the names and of the, the football name, team. Yeah, yeah, they kept having to change because originally the, uh, apparently the previous school year, the school's uh, mascot was the Trojans, but they can't do that anymore. So they're trying to come up with a new name for it so that's yeah, a, didn't kind they of a, with, like, a running the tigers? joke yeah and then the tigers are like well they're they're endangered and you keep losing all the time yeah so, so they're calling you pussycats yeah and, and then they came with what was the last one wombat yeah wombats because nobody knows if wombats are endangered or not so it's been pretty good so far uh so well, she, also her parents suck and that was another thing that 
What was that? There was the oh, the night of the party that she came back, she slipped back into her home, but she was supposed to be sleeping in a friend's house, but she just crawled back into her home. But both parents were gone, and they they both came back separately. Yeah, one at like two in the morning, one at five in the morning, and her dad sounds like an asshole most of the time. And Mm -hmm. so, do you think they're both openly cheating on each other? I don't understand what that kind of implies. No, yeah, that or they just hang out separately. That's kind of what it implies. I don't know, but yeah, they um, yeah, yeah, they're not great people. It doesn't sound like. So as time goes on, there's more references to uh, what's her name, Martha, or she wants to get she wants to get with the Marthas, Heather. Heather, yeah. Heather is trying to get together with this or trying to get in those popular girls called the Marthas, and they yeah. dress. It's almost like Heather's, it, like they dress really nice and yeah, or the movie Mean Girls. Yeah, exactly. And they keep their their theme is that they want to do nice things for the teachers, and this is how they kind of get known. And so they're they're bringing. Heather in to do some of this work, and Heather can't really do it alone, so... Yeah, like decorating the teacher's lounge and whatnot. Yeah. And, and so then they bring Melinda. in our protagonist mm-hmm. to help out, do posters, that kind of stuff. But they still... Heather's, like, kind of being nice. Like, no, she's my friend. But then also not including her at the same time. I mean, kind of using her, but also... Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like this really good balance instead of just being a cliche bad person. Um, it was kind of uh, kind of interesting. And so then that was kind of going on, and then kind of, where did we leave off? Like, it's just kind of more school events. It's kind of tough to say what the timeline is because it's just filled with a lot of school, like, classes. Well, yeah, I think it leaves off and The art teacher is really focused on everyone's got to take this one object and spend the semester drawing it and painting it over and over till you get it to express yourself. So she got a tree. Yeah. And so she's been drawing sad trees and unhappy trees and dying trees. Yes. I think so. It's at the end of the second quarter. So I think we can assume it ends before like winter break. Oh, sure. Yeah, any big events at that Because there point? was Halloween. We went past Halloween. Yeah. We and know she that. She didn't go out for Halloween because she doesn't have friends. And Thanksgiving, too. Uh, Thanksgiving dinner yeah. got ruined because mom forgot to thaw out the turkey. Mm-hmm. They cut open Dad a frog. Dad tried to rescue it. That didn't work. They ordered the pizza. Didn't she pass out from cutting open a frog? Yeah, they were dissecting a frog in biology class and she passed out and hit her head. Yeah. So, that's pretty much it. So, not a whole lot to talk about. I mean, that's high interest for us to sit here and go off about, except that it's well-written and all that kind of stuff. Uh, What sucked about this book, Ben? I can't really think of anything that sucked. No, I can't either. Like, it was really a good book, I think. Yeah. I I don't know how we... we, We're not good at talking about good books, are we? No, we're not. It gets really stifling and weird. I, I think the last time you and I talked about a good book where we just sucked and it was boring and we didn't know what to say was On the Beach. On the Beach, yeah. Yep. That was, it was also like, God, that was a downer of a book Super too. Super fucking depressing and there was nothing for us to say except like, yeah, I mean, I didn't feel good reading it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, what's good? Yeah, the book's good. Yeah, it's good. And like I say, even though it is like really dark and I'm sure it's going to be depressing but it is, yeah. there is it's still like funny and really well written. And, yep. Oh, yeah. and there are they do allude to. She keeps talking about how she has this nightmare where it, in all caps, it. Yeah. Which I don't know if it's which, like the clown it from the movie. No, or it's, if it's it's Andy Evans. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And it's so she's having, and she even says at one point, "I try to push these memories down because I'm trying not to think about them. Why isn't it working?" I'm like, no. "Oh God, yeah. I am not looking forward to the second half of this book because no. I don't want to sit around feeling bad." Yeah. Uh, what the hell? What do you got for a what the hell for this? I have nothing. Then. No. Yeah, nothing. Well, we can go into Ben's Corner where you read a section, but can you read something that's... That doesn't seem like a great idea. No, it doesn't, does it? Do you want to skip it this time? Uh, yeah. We still have our copy of Kissing the Coronavirus over here. Do you want to just read a line on Kissing the Coronavirus? Fine. 
don't read the... <laughs> Just read a good sex part. She looked up at him. His eyes were striking, like a goat's, but without the sideways pupils. <laughs> she couldn't look away, and they seemed to be growing bigger, wider, sexier. <laughs> but Alexa suddenly realized they weren't getting bigger. They were getting closer. <laughs> so close, she, she could see the details in his face. The spike proteins lapping away from his skin. His lips, so close she could taste them. His tongue, so soft and hot, like a chunk of microwaved fish <laughs> sloshing around inside her mouth. The book is good. It's fun. <laughs> a big hand grabbed her at her even bigger breast, clinging on like he was climbing a mountain. COVID tore at her lab coat, revealing her perfectly round breasts. He lowered his neck and chewed away at her bra, allowing it to drop to the floor so her breasts could, were unleashed. They bounced around like water balloons and glistening in the summer sun. She had nice nipples. <laughs> That's a good place to leave off. Well, all right. Uh, with that, uh, I think we're all done here. So you're going to do it next week? You're going to read the rest of it for next week? Or yeah, you got to take a break? Yeah, all right. Let's, yeah, let's get this over with. <laughs> no, that's the worst part. It's good to read. I yeah. enjoy reading it, and I do not look forward to continuing nope. to read it because I'm sure something horrible is. It's like a train coming at you. Beautiful train. Yeah. It's coming at you. Yeah. Well, with that, thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you next week. If you liked what you heard on this episode of The Book Boys, how about you check out the website? Go over to nuzzlehouse.com. There you can see all of the previous episodes of The Book Boys, as well as Glenn's other project, Leaves of Glenn. Also there, there's a link to our affiliate shop at bookshop.org. It's bookshop.org slash shop slash nuzzlehouse. Bookshop.org is on a mission to financially support independent booksellers. Also... Find us and follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Insta. Now, careful, this one's a little backwards. We're there at House Nuzzle. Not Nuzzle House. That's House Nuzzle on Twitter and Instagram. Go ahead and slide into our DMs if you have any praise or suggestions or complaints. We'll take anything. Please, just pay attention to us and interact with us. Thank you for listening.